What's up, everybody? Welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Thank you for tuning in. Please welcome to the show, the kids asleep, the wife is home. Please welcome to the show, my <laughs> lovely wife, Liz. Yay! Hello. All right. Hello. Hello. How you doing, beautiful? I'm okay. You all right? I'm all right. We're enjoying a little free time. Kids asleep upstairs, and we're like, let's go do some stuff. So we came to make a podcast, which has got to be, you know, whatever. But um, real quick, I just want to, the wife, Liz, gave me and the kid some haircuts the other day. You did a good job, baby. Thanks. You did. That's it? I don't know. All right. No, she did a good job. She she went to the the old Wally World Walmart there thingy there, the thing they got there with the, the Walmart there with the, with the. And she got the clippers. She cut my hair. She cut her son's hair. She did a very good job. She uh, actually did the clipper thing. Watched videos on it before I did it. Yes. Yes. I, I, little YouTube. Little YouTube. Little YouTube. <laughs> just little YouTube. Just a little YouTube in there. Just just to throw that in there. Just a little YouTube. All right, watch that. I'm gonna kick that over. Um, I, won't put my drink I know. And I was down here earlier. I was trying to record. Anyways, so she's gonna be on the show today. And we're going to have a good old time. I'm trying to take my sweatshirt off. And, uh, yeah, you should have said that before we started. I know I should have said that before. <laughs> it's married life, people. All right. Anyways. Um, let's go to... The, oh, we're doing that already? Why not? It's cheers. Starting the our first um, cast together. Podcast? It's podcast. Okay. It's the first podcast. If you could hear... Me right now, I sound amazing on this microphone, by the way. I, I should have been in radio. How do you how do you say that drink? Is it is it pronounced tequila? Is it pronounced tequila? Don't spit tea all over the place. <laughs> tequila. Yeah, tequila, I know. Tequila. Uh real quick, before we get into the episode, I wanna go back. Uh had a couple comments. Do you believe this, honey? People were commenting. So on on the last episode, I was talking about the fact that when I was putting on my reading glasses, which I'm wearing right now, <laughs> that I felt like I was sliding old age onto my face. It's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. But for... Okay. So somebody was like, why are you making fun of people wearing glasses? I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't making fun of people wearing glasses because... I wear glasses. I know. But for somebody who has, for pretty much his entire life, never needed glasses, and then in the last, how long has it been? Year. Year? Year and a half? I have, um, I've needed glasses. And so I've, I've just been, so it, 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 it's, it's just different for me. It's just different, and I, I, I just said it wasn't. So anyways, if you wear glasses, I'm not making fun of you. Um. You know, if you need glasses for for whatever reason, hey, you need them, right? So, um, anyways, what do you want to talk about, honey? I was just going to add to the glasses. I've been wearing them since I was seven years old. You've been wearing it? Okay, but, right, but I haven't. And I remember when I first was told I needed reading glasses, I remember looking at the optometrist. Did I say that right? Yes, that's the correct <laughs> word. Yes. Um, and it's like thinking to myself, like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And then when I got on, I was like, oh my God, I can see. You're like, I can see the world. <laughs> it was like a whole different... It all opened up in front of me. So, all right. So anyways, so I, if anybody it's, it's got it... Something, it's something that as you get older, your eyes do change. Your eyes do change. And my father uh, used to wear glasses all the time when I was a kid. And he actually doesn't wear them anymore unless he's reading. Because he doesn't need them. So... Your eyes do change. I don't know. I I'm just saying. If anybody, the the people who got offended by the um, the comment that I was sliding old age onto my face, I think you need to be. Which it was funny at the time. Uh, weird, I know. But I'm just saying. It was uh, it was a little interesting. But I I just I, if anybody got offended, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. Um. So, have you been listening to any of my episodes? 
Oh, the face. Look at the, the face. No. <laughs> I've listened to one with you. You've listened to one with me. And you didn't like it. But anyways. So, uh, Roy from Siegfried and Roy. Yes. He died. <laughs> that was kind of morbid. Well, it was not morbid. It was just, he's, it's, I just, I felt, no, because a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about Siegfried and Roy. Because you watched that episode, that show about them. Right. I watched the 60 Minutes. Was it 60 Minutes? No, because it was two hours long, so that wouldn't make sense. I think it was 2020. <laughs> 2020. Uh, and it was a whole thing about them and their tigers and all stuff like that. Well, anyways, he ended up passing away from this whole virus thing, which is, oh boy, scary. Scary stuff. Um, but anyway, so rest in peace to him, to Fred Willard. Great improvisational actor, which I'm turning away from. Great improvisational actor that died. And uh, people are dropping like flies, honey. I hope not. Because <laughs> we're not all flies? Exactly. <laughs> Okie dokie. This is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, another... So, all right. So Liz is going to be like my, kind of like my, uh, what, what's the show? Oh. What's that guy's name? That guy who... Oh, he's made a little... He's made a few bucks in radio. What's his name? Oh, Howard Stern. That was his name, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. was a joke. Like, oh. I was joking. Like, oh, so... <clears throat> stupid trees. All right, so... Somebody made a comment on the... I got it. The, the, the. No, no. I, thank you. This is kind of like my my producer slash sound recorder slash lover. <laughs> You're what? Fix it. Oh, the fix it. Yeah, because I don't like the soundboard. I'm not good. I just don't. I don't know. I'm saying, just saying. I took a sound class in college, and I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Norm! I Yay, he's it. back. <laughs> Yay. No. All right. So Norm, the smoke detector. Liz was messing with him earlier, and I was just like, hey, what are you doing? Stop, 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 stop. He's a staple on the show. I've actually had people comment, compliment, comment, compliment, all eight of you, whatever, how many there are, about how a couple of people have said, they're like, yeah, norm, like, norm. They're like, I just keep waiting for the norm. That's what one, uh, that's what one, one person said. She said that I just keep waiting for the norm and uh, when it's going to happen. So, Norm the smoke detector. I tried to fix them. I know. We have have fixed them. We put a battery in there. We tested on We tested them out. We took them to the doctor. (laughs) We took them to the smoke detector doctor. Do those exist? I don't know. Do they? I think they're called firemen. (laughs) Ooh, that's a morbid thought. All right. Anyways. So, what do you want to talk about? I am a all right. So last episode, I was drinking some AW root beer, which I'm not drinking today. I'm actually drinking real beer, Miller Lite. If you want to sponsor me, it's okay. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why not? Right, Right. put it out there. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is. Honey, have you ever had a root beer? Have you had a half had a? Have you ever had a root beer float? Yes. How many times? Can't even begin to think. I, I remember, know exactly. Um, what is it? Cloverleaf Mall? Didn't they have an A and W? A and W. What's an A and do? A and W root beer. A and do. get the float. It's the French version. It's A and do. A and W root beer. A and do. Stop laughing so much. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. My listeners will like this. So, anyway, somebody made a comment. And they were like, Oh, do you have what's, what's more about root beer? So, got my brain going. Got my brain going. Got me basically looking on Google. <laughs> Google it. Uh, no, actually, I found it on Wikipedia. I already did. So, AW Restaurants is an American fast food. Restaurants distinguished by its draft root beer, root beer floats, and burgers. Its origins date back to 1919. 1919. 
Yeah. So it's 101 years old. Isn't that crazy? Makes you want to have a root beer float. No. Uh, not after Tequila. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, when Roy W. Allen... How's he like? It's like John D. Miller. Roy W. Allen. Please welcome to the show, Roy W. Allen and John D. Miller. Two guys with middle initials. All right. So what he did was he set up a roadside drink stand to offer a new thick and creamy drink. Mmm. Ruby. Are you bored by this? No. No. But you're... you're <clears throat> stupid trees. Um, he set him up. It's root beer. Is at a parade honoring returning World War World War One veterans in Lodi, California. Was that like Lodi? Like stuck in the Lodi? No. <laughs> Lodi, California. Allen's employee Frank Wright partnered with him. He was like, "I like you so much. I'm going to make a whole brand with you." 1922, and they founded their first restaurant in Sacramento, capital of California, California in 1923. The company name was taken respectively from the initials of their last names, Allen and Wright. Okay, okay. The company became famous in the United States for its frosty mugs. Gotta have frosty mugs, right? Yes. Better than frosty jugs. All right, I... <laughs> That's when you're not dressed dressed appropriately and you're outside in the winter. All right. Anyway, so I tell you know all about them. I don't know all about frosty jokes. Uh, they would keep them in the freezer. Did you know this? They kept them in the freezer. That's how you get frosty mugs. Right, and eventually get filled with A and W root beer. Well, what else would they be doing with it? They could have been making the floats with it. I, the the float's not come till Do late. you? Come on, woman. Step it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Oh, well, But let's look at the history. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We have a history line. What's well, Wikipedia? They always got some kind of shit on here. Don't worry. Uh, you can curse on here, by the way. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, fucking didn't know. Yeah, fucking goddamn right. Roy W. Allen opened his first root beer stand in Lodi, California. Blah, blah, blah. We went to that. Sacramento, California. Curbside service was provided by Trey Boys and Trey Girls. Is that a servers? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'd like to be called a server. No, you're a Trey Boy. Well, no, they, but they, no, but they called them Trey Boys and Trey Girls. They, this has come back now. This is one reason why it got me on this. As far as lately, it's because a lot of... Um, oh, With the contactless. The contactless stuff, yes. They've had a lot of restaurants where they are having uh, tray servers come to the cars to serve beverages and beverages and food. and um, but, it, but it just made me think about this, and I was like, oh, well, that's, you know. So in 1924, Allen of A&W... Purchased Frank Wright's stake in the business. In 1925, Allen began franchising the root beer. Yay. I don't know. While the franchisee added the other menu. <clears throat> Feel free to pipe in anytime you want, honey. I'm just listening right now. In the expansion years of 1950s and 60s, franchisees were signing 20 or 25-year contracts. Are you shitting me? In the 50s and 60s? Yeah. 25 years. Yeah, I got to own this thing for 25. That's ridiculous. So you remember like in The Founder? Yes. I watched The Founder, which is about the Roy Ma Kroc who did uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Yes. Great movie. Great movie. Absolutely. I could watch it again. Okay. Well, we got something to do tonight then. Um, hold on. What? Oh, this is one guy. What's that? I was saying, unless I get busy making masks. Yes. Uh, if anybody needs a mask... Uh, my wife is, uh, if you're on my Facebook, um, you can uh, message me and my wife will make you a great little, she's become a great little sewer. Yeah, who, who would have thought five years ago when I asked for a sewing machine for Mother's Day, 
And I've made curtains and a few other things, pillows and stuff. Yeah, I don't like the curtain. <laughs> I, I mean, they work for you. <laughs> hey, that goes back to your joke. Oh, let's finish this conversation first. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. So here was something that I found in the history of this, was that a guy named Dale Mulder, M-U-L-D-E-R, opened up a Lansing, Michigan a and franchise in 1961. Now, what he did was, Mulder added to his menu in 1963 the bacon cheeseburger as a customer made repeated orders for bacon to be added to his cheeseburger. Thus, A&W is credited with inventing the bacon cheeseburger. So it's not just root beer, but the bacon cheeseburger. Well, where's my bacon cheeseburger? I t- we're in a basement studio record. Get the... All right. Uh, 1971, A&W Beverages, Inc., a beverage subsidiary, began supplying bottled A&W products to grocery stores. Yay. <laughs> that was a big rollout. Yeah, go get them, guys. <clears throat> the bottled products will become available nationally. In 1972, A&W's Canadian division was sold to Unilever. Don't they make cleaning shit? <laughs> I'm just saying, don't they make, aren't they, <coughs> stupid trees, aren't they responsible for like uh, sanitizing bathrooms? I don't know. I don't either. All right. Googling. It wasn't, all right, so one of the other things was, was that it got me on. When did the float come about? Oh, when did the float, oh shit, all right. That's what I've been waiting for. I want to know when the float. Ah, uh, fuck. When did the float come about? No, don't take my phone. Oh, she's going to look it up, everybody. <laughs> look up root beer floats. Because I got something else. In. in January 2011, Yum Brands announced its intentions to sell A&W along with Long John Silvers. Who knew they were associated? Die, son of a bitch. I get this little feedback thing. So Yum Brands is, uh, what is it? Pizza Hut? Taco Bell? You don't know? All right. I thought you worked in the restaurant business. Yeah, but I don't know everyone else's business. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know your business. You keep your restaurant stuff over there, and I'm going to be over here, and that's how I was going to go. A&W introduced its first new product in several years in 2013, a six-ounce version of its soft-serve blended dessert treat, Mini Polar Swirls. What? No, what I was trying so to the find... The root beer float was established by Robert McKay Green in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1874 during the Franklin Institute's semi-something celebration. The traditional... You read, you read about it as good as I do. All right. <laughs> what is... The traditional story is that on a particularly hot day, Mr. Green ran out of ice for his flavored drinks as he was selling and used vanilla ice cream from a neighboring vendor inventing a new drink. Well, you, you know that's how uh, ice cream cones were invented. 1874. Do you know that's how ice cream cones? So it was uh, 1874. Okay. So maybe for A and W. It was at a, a World's Fair, right? Yes. And a guy was selling ice cream. I think it was a World's Fair. He was selling ice cream, and he ran out of. Like dishes, plates, whatever okay. to to put the bowls. stuff on bowls, <laughs> bowls. He ran, out of, but he ran out of stuff to do. So what he did was he went. What he did was so what he did was he went to a there was a guy making waffles, like a couple things over, and he rolled. Can you hear that? What yeah, that? that's the that's the roll that's the rolling motion. That's the rolling. It's the rolling. Y'all could see what he's doing. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just rubbing my hands again. But it was the rolling motion. But anyway, so they rolled it up. He had him roll the the guy hit him roll him into a, a cone, and they stuck How the ice cream in it. From a bowl to thinking about a cone, why not just try to take the waffle ingeniousness and turn it into a bowl? But no, don't get me wrong. I love waffle cones. Right. Well, just ice cream cones in general, because he wasn't making the big ones. He was making like the smaller ones, yeah, and they just like had. Like we it. have upstairs, we have the smalls. 
Right. I guess. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so he had them roll them up and he would put the ice cream into the cones. Into the, well, I guess. I wonder if they called it a cone at that time anyways. They were like, it's a fucking rolled up waffle. Stick your your shit in it. (laughs) Stick your, not your shit, you know what I'm saying. Waffle ice cream. I know. Match made in heaven. Just like me and my wife. All right. So. All right, all right, all right. Yay. (laughs) Delayed reaction. That was a delayed reaction. (laughs) Jesus. Christ. So, um. I think we finished it. Did we? Yeah, we finished the route. All right, so 1874. Kind of how they... Innovation. You have what is drive-through strip club? I'm getting to that. I told you about that the other day. You did, but I want to know more. I'm not talking about it yet because that's for the end of the show. But there's other stuff behind it. No, no, it's not. No, there's this. But I don't want to talk. American British accents. Okay. What? I just was jumping around. I'm the what? Well, okie dokie. So we're going to talk about American British accents. Mm-hmm. So. Give me your American British some accent. Ba- American British? What is that? <laughs> American British? Accent. Yeah, accent. So you got like American accent, like I talk, like you talk. Then you got, hello. Hello, right. Governor. Yeah, exactly. And this is what, Okay. It depends which British accent you want. There are loads. Loads. <laughs> That's what it says on the thing. <clears throat> to choose from! Exclamation mark. A common accent in pop culture you've probably heard is the Cockney, which is, Hello, Gavna. Hello, Gavna. Exactly. Which is primarily spoken by working class people in London. Some key features are pronouncing, Nor! Sound like he was louder Shit that face. time. I know. I, did you turn the volume up? Is that what you I did? I did not. I didn't <laughs> what did you? <laughs> Why'd you mess with Norm? I took the brand new battery Norm was out. fine. He was in the background. I put it back in. Every once in a while he would beep. To try to make it stop. And it won't. Every once in a while he would just beep in. And then be like, hey. He was like my Ed McMahon. From the Johnny Carson show. You know. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I thought I was. You are, you are. I'm your you're muse. My, you're, you're what? My, your muse. Yes, you are my muse, baby. All right. Back to the Courtney accent. Hello, governor. Hello, governor. Some key features are pronouncing... T- <laughs> t- it says T-H. How else am I supposed to... T-H. Yeah, I don't want to... Sounds as F sounds and dropping the H... At the beginning of words, i.e., holiday instead of holiday. Holiday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the Cockney way of speaking also used an elaborate rhyming slang. Oh, should I click on the link? No, I don't want to do that. Say is that. Okay, so you may also, <gasps> my love, enjoy a more proper or posh English accent because I know you're such a lady. <laughs> what's the, what's, the, what's what's known as received pronunciation which sounds kinky if you ask me. Um, or the Queen's English. Yes, 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 yes. And I just speak the Queen's English. Yes. Okay, so historically, this accent has been a signal of superior social status. Like you're in the empire or something. Um, superior social status. Okay. <laughs> you're sitting all right. <laughs> My wife just had the best posture I've ever seen her have just now. My hat. You need, yeah, you do. You need like a big hat with a, with a big posture. Well, big- we don't have hats. Here, put the stuffed fish on your head. I, don't I was going to say, I could put a rope <coughs> on my head. A what? Oh, no, that's not... Yeah, all right. Now you just look like a... 
Perfect. <laughs> All right. Queen's English. Historically, this accent has been a signal of superior social status. I just said that. Why'd you distract me? All right. The indicators of this accent include... Well, it's like Linus the cat is here. Stop. Um, the indicators of this accent include a clear pronunciation of the... <sighs> Otherwise, no. Well, it says H, but I'm like... All right. <clears throat> At the beginning of words... And in an inaudible R. Oh, like they're from Boston. Yay. Park the kind of yard. Heart. It's like, it's like words like heart. And long vowels making darling sound like darling. Darling. Yeah. Darling. I never understood why people, if, if you just, I don't think, I mean... Oh, hello, darling. If somebody talked to me like that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> Why are you here? I don't... Okay. Okay, so this is what I was telling you before about how... Why does America call football soccer? Ah. Yes. Remember we were talking about that? Yes. So while it's probably obvious why other parts of the world... Where are we at? 26 minutes? 26 and a half. All right. Uh, while it's probably obvious why other parts of the world call the sport football, dun, 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 dun. I know, I know Bill Burr does that on his thing, but I, I do it too. Fuck him, I can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What was that? Drum roll. Oh, slappy thigh drum roll, everybody. Not slappy thigh. What? No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You may wonder why the United States calls it soccer. Because that's the thing. This is what pissed me off is that every people in England always was like, oh, you call it soccer. We call it football because that's what it is. You kick a ball with your foot. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Holmes. No pun. Exactly. He was British. So, all right. Uh, believe it or not, the word soccer actually originated in Great Britain. Well, are you English? Are you from the United Kingdom? Or are you British? What the... Come on, people. Get over your surnames. So, all right. Sir Did you... John D. Miller. John D. Miller. That's right. God. Sir John. <laughs> Sir Johnny. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I christen thee. The... No, not, you don't christen. You don't christen a guy. What do you... Wait, I, I knight thee. <laughs> I knight thee the... Knight of John D. Miller. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, in the 1800s, British universities, 1800s, how long ago was it, honey, began playing different variations of the medieval game known as football. Were they fucking kicking heads around? What kind of a medieval game? All right. That's weird. You didn't mention that earlier. I what? Who? You didn't mention that part earlier. No, because I don't. I didn't think I read this part. One of these versions of the game was called association football. Okay, so this is what I was talking about, which Brits called soccer for short. How do you get soccer from association football? What do you go? S O C I. How do you fuck do you get that? How do you get soccer from association football? S-O-C like the, Hello, I can't spell So I'm just going to call it soccer So the E and the R Is not in those two words That's what I'm saying Mm-hmm There's only one C Alright <laughs> There's only one C Yeah, there's more than one C Alright, so Not you Not you Oh, hello Um <laughs> The Brits used soccer and football interchangeably to describe the game between 1960 and 1980, but then switched almost, almost, almost exclusively to football due to the American connotations associated with soccer, ironically enough. So there you go. Yeah. I, no, I'm just saying. They, I feel like there's more to this story. Well, that's all Babel's giving me. Babel. 
B-A-B-B-E-L. Oh, com. I need more. I know. I I do too. And if yeah, we can look it up later. <clears throat> and if you out there want to let's go look up more shit. Anyways. Why does American English drop the U? Dropping the U, yo. Wow. Dropping the U. <laughs> We're trapping the you, yo. Just the way you. Can you imagine if you were like at a party and some guy was like, "I'm dropping the you." Okay, good. Bye. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the most common and noticeable spelling differences between uh, American and British English? Is the use or lack of use? Of the letter U in words like color. See right there? See how they have it spelled? And ah. honor. Yeah. Yeah. See? So, <clears throat> I read about this earlier. So, so to Americans, the U, so color, honor. So, C-O-L-O-U-R as opposed to just color. Which reminds me of the great... Uh, like huh? They're adding a U. No, no, no. That's British put the U in. Americans took it out. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So how? Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Oh. That's the point of doing this. <laughs> well, you're about to go somewhere else, and you're gonna leave me hanging. I'm not leaving. Where am I going? I'm sitting in a chair. <laughs> you're right in front of me. Oh, you mean like figure? Okay, no, no, no. Okay, here's the here. Right. No, but I, I already read about this, so I'm gonna tell. <clears throat> so the reason this happened was all thanks to a man named. You probably heard of Noah Webster, as in Miriam Webster. I don't know what you're plotting for, but Webster wanted to make American English more distinct in order to take control of the language from the British. I don't understand why he has such a problem with it, but all right. <coughs> Stupid trees. In his earliest dictionaries. Webster removed the extra U from words and switched to R-E to E-R at the end of words like theater because they like to spell it theatre. <laughs> they do. They spell it theatre. All right. Spelling. All right. So American English, C-O-L-O-R, C-O-L-O-U-R, behavior, behavior, theater. See right here? Theatre. That's British English. Meter. Metre. <laughs> I know they still say. Organize. Organize. Which they have a S. See? So two L's and traveled on the British side. All right. Apartment flat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the other thing. So this is the... Eddie Izzard said it really good. Uh, he's a great British comic. And he said that uh, uh, Americans and... The British are separated by a common language. And one of the things was uh, words that they say. So, for instance, in American English, we have apartment. British English, they say flat. What do you think that means? It's flat. (laughs) Here you go. Here's your flat. Here's your flat above the next flat. Right. Don't hit my airplane. Uh... Why are you doing college? University. They say university, which they also say that in Canada. They also say university. They don't say. My thing is looking down. I see chips and crisp. Okay, I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, who cares about the other things? Those are simple. College, but here's the thing, though. So, would you say like, "Oh, I'm going away to college"? Okay, but people go to universities here. Right, but in like England, and they even say it in Canada, they go, "Oh, I'm going away to university." University of what? Like you don't have a... Yeah, I'm just going to a university. All right, well, you can university, university, go fuck yourself. So, hey. <clears throat> theater, theatre. I'm going to theatre. You're going to the theatre. Vacation. Holiday. Holiday. Uh, don't forget to drop the H. <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. You sound like a. It can't be. What's this? What's that song? Australian British. When you did that. Did I? I probably did. <laughs> Holiday. 
It can be celebrate. Didn't they take? Isn't that the song? I don't. It can be a. Ow! Oh, son of a. No, because I don't. I know it's fine. Chips, crisps, French fries, chips. See. Fuck. So I said that's more interesting. Uh huh. That's. (laughs) (laughs) If I want chips. Crispies, I can see, but when I say crispies, no. Oh, crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, oh, I want some fries, and they give you chips. Yeah, which I've been to England a couple of times, and I've been like, oh, can I get some chips? And then I remember I was in the the Heathrow Airport, and I'd been in England for like you know a week or two, or whatever it was, and I sat there and I was like, oh, can I get that with fry with the uh, chips? And the lady goes. Do you mean fries? I was like, yeah, what the, what the, where am I fucking at anymore? I don't even know. I guess they're like, well, we're international. I don't know. Fries. So the movies is going to the cinema. cinema. Mm-hmm. This is the one I always thought was funny. So America, we say soda, pop, Coke, soft drink. Okay. They also say soft drink in England, but they also say fizzy drink. Which is like, Mom, could you go, when you go to the store, could you get some fizzies? Let me get your fizzies. Yeah, whoa, whoa, hello. Right, we got to cut this podcast short, I guess. <laughs> I got your Mountain Dew. I know you did. Yes. My eternal supplier of Mountain Dew. Sweater is called a jumper. This one I have never understood. How does it... A sweater and a jumper. Yeah. They call a sweater, it's sweater in America, and it's a jumper in England. So is a jumper here considered a sweater there? What? Like a jumper, like the no. So like this, in America, this is no, but this is the American side. This is the yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but I'm saying <laughs> they're the same thing. No, they're not. If you take a sweater to <laughs> England, they're gonna go. Oh, that's a jumper. But if you take a jumper, American jumper, no. I feel like he's beeping more often now. Yeah, because you screwed him up. You set him off his rhythm. It's okay. It's all right. <clears throat> Anyways, but what I'm saying is, so sweater jumper. If you take an American jumper and take it to England, what is it called there? Is it a sweater? No, it's a fucking jumper. If you take a sweater that was made in America and you take it to England, but it's not a jumper. Is not a sweater. Holy jeez, this is married life. Woo. Uh, cookie and biscuit. Well, we already we already talked about soccer and football. Drugstore. They call it a chemist. Ooh, I'm gonna go to the chemist and buy me some depends. Jumpers. No shit. All right. So what are they called? No, that's the different though. That's a that's a jumper. That's a different outfit. Uh, this is a sweater, not a jumper. You're talking about a jumper. Yes, but they're you saying they're sweaters. Oh, okay. All right. Well. No, you're talking about the, that crazy dumb shit that you women like were wearing for a little yes. bit. But no, that's called a jumper. Okay, but... Oh, alright. So if you take a jumper... <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, so if you take a jumper... Like, what... what? It's a one-piece. Yeah, it's like a one-piece thing that had a... Cool logs. Um, <coughs> no, it wasn't cool. It was. <laughs> it's a jumper. It's a one piece. Right. So, what do they call that name? Well, look that shit up because I got to. All right. Um. <laughs> oh my God, we're already thirty nine minutes. All right. Well, we're let's. Doing good. No, we're doing great, but I just I'm not getting to. Uh... Oh my God, I didn't even have to type it all the way, and it came out. So, in England, a jumper is equivalent to an American sweater, which we already said. In American English, the word sweater has a much broader application than the English jumper, which refers only to long-sleeved pullovers. In other words, the word jumper means a sweater that is doned by pulling it over your head. Yeah. Well, thanks for answering that, honey. Appreciate it. I really didn't answer it. (laughs) No, it didn't. All righty, you were talking about the thing because we gotta. Yeah, all right. <coughs> so, 
in this time of the virus stuff, which my lovely wife Liz has been back at work. She's been working in a restaurant and, and, and doing stuff. So restaurants, restaurants, restaurants got deemed essential in the whole mix of all this stuff. And one thing that did not get deemed essential, strip clubs. Oh, yeah. Shame. It, I mean, it is. People got to make money, right? So here's what happened. It was in uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. <coughs> Stupid trees. Sorry. Uh, this guy named Sean, Sean, S H O N. How do you how do you say that name? Sean, Sean. I don't know. <coughs> God darn it, <coughs> Bolden. Sean. Yeah. Sorry about the cough. I was. Yeah, that was not you. I'm sorry. It's just this damp weather, trees. Anyway, this guy in Portland, Oregon. Where are you going? All right, so I'm going to read this to y'all people. Yeah, you read. Sean Bolden shouldn't be all that busy these days. <laughs> what crafty writing he's doing. All right. He owns two. Count them, two strip clubs. And coming to the stage is Cinnamon. All right. Don't forget two for ones every Friday and Saturday night. All right. I'm telling you, honey, I'm in the wrong profession. Um, but <laughs> anyway, this guy owned two Two of these clubs in Portland, Oregon. They were deemed non-essential. Which really has to be more because of, uh, well, uh, close contact, right? Right. Why are you standing up? All right. Uh, non-essential in March, along with many other businesses in, the, businesses in the state, and were ordered to close due to the spread of COVID-19. But, here's what the guy did. Uh... What he did was he opened up, uh, hold on, drive through. No, I did, but it, it hasn't. <laughs> I like giving you a hard time. I know you do. And you do a great job of it. Anyways, he called it. Sorry. So basically what happened was the guy said, okay, so we can't be open, but we do sell food. We do sell food. Right? Yeah. And since restaurants were deemed essential as far as being available, here's what the guy did. He created drive through drive through food to go go. <laughs> it's a drive through version of his club called Lucky Devil Lounge that he recently launched. To lines around the block. <laughs> So, okay. Wait, but while we're look at that picture right there. So that's that's the girl so they have on sticks. the stage. They have like those snatchy sticks things where you snatchy oh, sticks. That sounds weird. Like the little you know I like like the gripper the claw thingies. Picture, but I guess she's taking his money. Yeah, she's taking her tip. <laughs> With a grabby thing. <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better term. Is the but, reach in your pantry grabber. Yeah, like yeah, we have one upstairs. Not it wasn't ours, but all right, let's do, let's do this shot, animal. Oh. Cheers to y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna be so we're gonna talk about this for a minute. Then we're gonna get. Oh, I thought we were cheersing to the end. No, we gotta talk about this. So anyway, Bolden, are you bored? Are you tired? No. So Bolden, what they spelled his name would. His clubs and its employees first made headlines, including on his on this website, which I'm not looking on, in March, was as a way to stay open and continue to bring in income during the government-mandated shelter-in-place order. Dancers from the clubs began working as delivery people <laughs> with security guards serving as drivers. That's That sounds weird. Many orders and one cease and desist letter from Uber Eats Hold on. Why did Uber Eats? Because they tried to call it Boober Eats. Oh. <laughs> Uber. But that's not Uber. That's Boober. Well, it's if you rhyme it, 
It's got to sound. I like Boober Eats better than Uber Eats. I know. I want some Boober Eats. What? Can we start a Boober Eats around here? <laughs> it's, a, it's a time for innovation, people. Uh, okay. So since food delivery started, we've had a, they had a lot of local business showing up uh, support and wanting to collaborate. So what happened was a local event company that sets up tents and, you know, all the all the stuff like that. Tents and sound systems and stuff like that. They called and were like, hey, we're not doing anything right now. If you give us a cut, we'll come and set this up for you. So they built a tent, two stages, a DJ booth. A DJ booth. Everybody welcome to the stage. And, uh, I'm surprised no one here in Richmond has done that. I'm surprised nobody's done this everywhere. Why would you... I mean, okay, so here's how it works. And they set up a couple poles, right? With lights, lasers, fog machines. And they were basically were just like, all right, well, let's just... Let's see what happens. <clears throat> so here's how the drive-thru works. You pay $30 to enter the, the tent. You pull your tent in, turn the car off. Pull your tent in. <laughs> you pull the what? You said you pulled the tent in. Did I? Is that what I said? Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's that's a whole nother term. Anyways, no, you pull into the t- <laughs> woo, pull your tent in. What's a tent in? All right, so you you pull into the tent. You pay thirty. But stop. All right, I'm trying to read this. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> okay. Read it. I love you, baby. We're having fun. We are. You pay thirty bucks. You go in the tent. You can order any item off the menu. Once inside the tent. Woo. Uh, you're just, you're treated to a full show <clears throat> from a group of <laughs> masked, of course, dancers. They do a song or two for each car, and then they send you on your way with your food. There are tip buckets set up inside, and the dancers even have devices normally used to collect trash. That was the picture we were looking at that allow them to collect, which that's kind of a bad way to put it. Normally used to collect trash, but now you can collect money with it from being, you know. <laughs> it allows them to collect tips from a distance. Uh, the drive-thru has proven more lucrative than the original food delivery program, obviously. They said they had a lon- lon- la- bleh, non-stop line of cars the other night that went uh, two blocks down. They had people coming from two and a half hours away. But they're the only strip club around doing it. Of course, people are going to come. But this, but this is what we were saying. It's like, I, people are like, well, why? I, I don't know why. Everybody hasn't known this. Why is not food to go go? Uh, <laughs> I do like this one quote from this one girl. She goes, it feels amazing. It's still not enough, but it feels so good to move. She said, I woke up the next day and was actually sore. <laughs> It had been so long since I last danced. I just need this right now. Oh, that poor girl. Oh. <laughs> this, but this one guy was talking. My question is, how do um, strippers, go-go dancers get um, unemployment right now? They don't. Because they're considered... Un- um, no, they're considered gig workers. Yeah, they're like independent So they can apply for the gig thing. So just so you know, people, if you're a gig worker out there, slash whatever you are, uh, you can you can still apply. No, they still have it. They have it. Okay. All right. But this one guy was talking about how he uh, was having a bad day and he drove through the the drive through place, got a sandwich, and relieves some stress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what that means, but. All right, we're at 49 minutes. I had a bunch of other stuff to talk about. We went through all that stuff. So what did we talk about today, honey? We talked about... Wife haircuts. Thank you so much. My pleasure. A&W Root Beer. American British Accents. Well, I didn't even get to... I got a, I got a bunch of stuff for episode 8 it's coming okay. up. Maybe we will play around with it later on tonight. Right. We're not going to have time to do that today. <laughs> Maybe this should be our nightly thing. Our nightly thing. 
Instead of sitting on the porch just talking. Right. We come out here and hang out and talk. That sounds like fun. Where do oh, I okay, sign up for that? <laughs> I'm just joking. We'll, we'll just see what the uh, listeners <clears throat> All right, all right. So I got... I laughed too much or something. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. Well, I got uh, closing remarks. I was going to talk about so many other things. Why is there so much steam out of a Star Wars spaceship? Uh, <laughs> bar music uh, con- uh, versus what a real concert is. I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, the feedback on everybody uh, from everybody that has been talking and, and stuff like that and people who have been liking and sharing like subscribe download there is a listener support button I'm gonna call this a, is it a button what do you call it I don't know is it a button or a link what do you want to call it it's on my Spotify page if you have a buck or two you want to throw me I'm glad to take it however if it comes down to it being between me and the charity, give it to the charity. I'll figure out my own stuff. Feed America, No Kids Hungry, um, Wounded Warriors Project. They're all in very big need right now. And make sure you support them. Uh, you know, Stay strong and stay healthy. <clears throat> I'm trying, uh, but uh, we're just doing that. So anyways, Liz, anything else you want to say? Thank you. <laughs> So anyways, all right. So that's been uh, that's been the Jody podcast episode number. I never even said what the did I say what the episode number was? I don't know. I never said the date. Episode number. Um, it's five nineteen twenty. I know, but it was uh, it's siete. Ah. Episode siete. It's because it's uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete. Seven. Just seven. That's right. Which I think is funny because. When I used to, years ago, I used to know this girl that would always be like, siete. And she was trying to say, sit down, which is siente se. <laughs> so. Seven. Yeah. All right. So lots of content to come. We have, uh, I have guests coming on the show. Two confirmed coming up. Not sure when they might do. I might do a whole other episode next. But I got a couple guys coming. No! We're almost done. Shit face. And we have uh, Mr. Rob Mayer. Who is one of the he at one point still has one of the top rated comedy albums on iTunes called Comedy for the Quarantine uh, that was number one on the iTunes comedy section of the thing we had that and then a uh, very good friend of mine Mr. David C. Wingfield is going to be on the show he was a regular opener for the uh, late great Charlie Murphy. He's going to be on the show. We're going to be sharing some stories about being on the road together and also what it was like to, for him to be on the road with Charlie Murphy. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. All right, guys, thank take you. care.